Good morning and welcome to Daily Kentucky with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Monday, September 23rd, and we ha- I hope you had a good weekend. Carter, did you have a good weekend? I did. Uh, I did more work this weekend than I wanted to, but I had a pretty good ah. week. Um, I did not... Uh, it was not 100% date weekend for me like it was for you. I think it sounds like you <laughs> spent all weekend... Just hanging out on a date, which sounds great. <laughs> was that like a five-day wedding? But I only went to one and a half days of it. That's a long wedding. It was a destination wedding, so there were people in from out of town and stuff. Oh, okay. That's like one of those things. Yeah. Right. Um, so I got to tag along. It's fun. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Because the world know, is great and there's inspired. nothing to talk about. I'm kidding. No, I'm not super inspired by stuff that's been happening in the news, but I guess we can talk about a few things. Um, Biden seems to be kind of falling apart. Uh, I don't know. So that's, I just saw something in my news feed, which I know you saw too. Can we talk about this part first? Yeah. What? Did, what? Yeah. What? Mikey, I think it was Mikey shared this. Yeah. <laughs> Biden called the moderator of an LGBTQ forum, quote, a lovely person while on stage. And she says he called her, quote, a real sweetheart backstage. She called the com- she called the comments a little condescending and said, it's 2019. You shouldn't be calling women sweethearts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I think uh, that's what you get for trying to speak at radical leftist panels. Um, it's so dumb. It's so d- Why do women... I, I mean, I, I old. look, I wouldn't call a grown woman sweetheart either. I get it. But the but guy's ancient. Yeah. Like my, look, I'm friends with a couple of 70 and 80 year old men. They call me honey and sweetheart. And it's just, that's what, and, and by the way, we're in Texas. Everyone calls women sweetheart here. It's not meant to be condescending. This to me is like, so when I was a, when I was an SJW, like a third wave feminist, you're constantly looking for reasons to be outraged. And this is one of those things. It's like, there's nothing for you to be offended about, but you have to pretend, you know, you have to feign offense and outrage just so you get your daily dose of victimhood. I'm a victim here, right? Yeah. And also even for, by the way, I remember even as a younger guy, um, like older women, especially Southern women would call me sweetheart sometimes if you're like, yeah. They was like, oh, it's okay, sweetheart. We can do whatever for you, like whatever it was, you know. If you're renting a car in Alabama or something, they, you know, oh, that's okay, sweetheart. It's like that's they'll use that language. That's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not meant to be condescending. It's no. not there's nothing uh, bad about it. There's, it's not like, you know, it's not like calling someone a bad word. Sweetheart's not a bad word. No, um, but this it's- is one of those things where you're. Um, the only standard that matters is the feelings of the person, the most oppre- the most quote, oppressive class, oppressed class person in the room or whatever. It doesn't matter what his intent was. It doesn't matter uh, whether it, it was actually bad. It just matters that they were it upset. It just by matters, it. yeah, that she's offended. It's so dumb. Right. Okay, so right. I wanted to play this clip. because I know we got to mention this once before, but we didn't get to play it. And it made me think of the Ashley Judd clip in the airport where she talked about the victim. I don't think I've seen this clip, Carrie. Okay. Let me see if this works, if I can play a video this time. Okay. (laughs) I love this clip. (laughs) 
Hold on. She made two videos from the airport. This was the first one about this incident. I am actually Judd, and I'm going to do a little live post uh, from the airport. I'm traveling today, and this is the kind of thing to me that happens, which I categorize as everyday sexism, and it's so easy to let it go, not to speak up, particularly when it's so easy for someone to push back and say, oh, I was just being polite or something like that. So I was coming through security and a guy said, hey, sweetheart. And I said, I'm not your sweetheart. I am your client. So I was already setting a boundary. And then when I was setting my things out, he said, hey, nice dress. I didn't hear him saying anything about the attire of any of the other folks in the entire line. And I am in one of the most traveled airports in the world. I'm surrounded by lots and lots of other people in lots of different kinds of dress. I set my stuff on the doohickey, you know, the doohickey that rolls. And I was speaking with one of his colleagues. She was saying, do you have on high-heeled shoes, whatever. And guess what happened next? He touched me. I didn't see him touch anybody else. And I turned around and I said, that was unnecessary. By the time, you know, my skin is burning, my feet are burning, it's so hard to continue to set these boundaries when someone continues to push. And then for, then for good measure, he just said one more time, have a good day, sweetheart. So I have plenty of time. I'm really early for my flight. And I caught my breath and I said my prayers and, you know, my... my Intention is to put principles above personalities. I'm not here to be controversial. I'm not here to um, be combative. But I asked for a manager and I introduced myself and I shook his hand and I asked for his name and I explained the situation. And I also explained um, that there were lots of other people who saw it. So that's my first Facebook Live post in real life. I've got my mouthpiece in, so if I look and sound funny, that's why. Because I know that, you know, then these things become all about other types of femaleness, appearance, and whatever. Anyway, thanks for listening. I can see your hearts and your thumbs up. Love you. Peace out. Okay. So that was the first one. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That is, in a nutshell, uh, that's, that's the left. That's the social justice left. Oh. It's, a, it's a ridiculously famous, wealthy, successful woman who made her career mostly on her looks uh complaining that some guy calls her sweetheart at the airport um and comments and comments on her dress which by the way is also she's also the reason that she's doing this also i guarantee part of the reason is she wants everyone to know that she's so beautiful that of all the passengers he had to comment on her dress yeah because she's not the only beautiful woman that walks through the airport, I'm sure. But she had to make it seem like, oh, wow. He just couldn't help himself. He, I didn't see him say that to anyone else, but he said it to me. Yeah. yeah I knew you would like you, this. Is there another Ashley Judd? Yes, we but we watch? don't have to see it. It's just more of her right after this at the airport, continuing to complain and talk about everyday sexism. And this is what it's like being a woman. And you can't go anywhere without people commenting on, you know, it's so stupid. And so, but then I'm going to... One little treat for you, Carter, because this is there was this guy. There were a ton of parodies. I found the best parody for you. <laughs> okay, I'll watch a parody. Okay, 
<laughs> Look at this guy. I'm laughing already. <laughs> this is Ashley Judd. I just left this place called McDonald's. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. You know, all my skin's crawling like buttery popcorn. <laughs> this man says, would you like hotcakes? Hotcakes. I said, I'm not your hotcakes. I'm your client. I was there with my friend Bob Johnson. I call him Bob because Johnson, really? It's offensive. And then we sat down, this guy comes up, he looks us right in our eyes. He didn't look no one else in our eyes. And he said, is everything okay? Okay? Really? Enough is enough. If there's one thing I've learned in my 28 nude scenes in my 14 terrible movies, it's that after take 25, we need boundaries. We need boundaries. So, I don't know why this stuff keeps happening to me. Why? First the airport, now McDonald's. Why? Why? No, no, why? I'm gonna try to pull it together, y'all. I'm gonna fight for our rights to sell our bodies, film our bodies naked. But words, words hurt. Ashley out. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> I felt like that's worth it for a confetti. <laughs> It is. And actually, you know, the other thing I want to say about Ashley Judd, uh, she came forward with allegations against Harvey Weinstein saying that he had sexually harassed her, which means Ashley Judd, you knew for years that he was sexually harassing young actresses and you didn't say a goddamn thing until it became the thing to do and jump on the bandwagon. So screw you and your feigned caring about women. If you had, if you actually cared, if you actually had empathy, you would have said something way back then. So all the women who were uh, harassed and potentially abused by Harvey Weinstein would have been spared that. But you didn't. You enjoyed your career. You enjoyed your crappy movies. You enjoyed your celebrity status. And only when the Me Too movement became popular did you decide to come out and virtue signal that also you had been harassed by Harvey Weinstein. Nice freaking job, Ashley Judd. Yeah. I can't disagree with that rant. I mean, I do, I actually, the only, only thing I'll disagree with is I actually like her as an actress. I like some of her movies, but I think she's- What was she in? I can't think of a movie a, that she was in that I like. Something good? Um, The movie with Morgan Freeman, Kiss the Girls. Is that the movie? Was that actually She's good? in another one called, I think it's, yeah, I think there's another one she's in called Double Jeopardy where she, uh, it's like a I thriller where- I hated that movie. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I just said I like her, and I like her movies. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm stretching to think of one. <laughs> well, Maybe. IMDb says uh, she's known for Double Jeopardy, Bug, Heat, D Lovely. Well, uh, of those, I only know Double Jeopardy. Yeah, and I hated it. So there you go. Uh, but I know she's famous. Whatever. She had a career. So, yeah, and look, I agree with you about the Weinstein stuff. I think she and a lot of those women. What bothers me about it is they pretend like they had no agency whatsoever that that they um you know they couldn't have said no or or walked away or or refused him and that's just not true you didn't want to accept the 
the potential consequences of you doing that, but you could have done that. And actually, what's her name? The one actress who did that, Lupita, what's her name? She was in a seven years a slave. Do you want to talk about? I don't know. Um, she said, no, thank you. <laughs> she was like, no, not having it. And he did the same threats with her. You'll never work in this town. And she went on to win an Oscar without his help. Right. Right. And actually, if you wanted, if you were an unknown actress and wanted to become famous, uh, basically all you would have to do is publicly accuse Weinstein when he did that. And you'd certainly get your name in the papers. It, it might not be good for your career at the time, but, uh, but, you know, but she had plenty of time after she was powerful. She, even if she was like, I couldn't come out at the time and talk about it because I was worried, blah, blah, blah. She had, she reached a level of power in Hollywood where she could have said whatever she wanted. Um, yeah. But didn't. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, this is that girl I'm talking about, the actress. She was in 12 Years a Slave. Lupita Ngoyo or something. Anyway. Sorry. She didn't I'm not his a help. Hollywood fan. So I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't, anyway. I've I just, been. she's a great example of what I think women, women who pretend like they don't, like the same, the, the girls who uh, were in the hotel room with Louis C.K., for example, at the comedy festival when he started uh, masturbating. Right. Those women could have left the room. They, he didn't, he didn't block the exit. He didn't do, they didn't, they don't, they don't say that he kept them there by force. It's just that they don't want to, except the they're cowards i hate to put it that way but you're cowards you're in a shitty no. situation it's not your fault but you choose to respond in a certain way and then later you know you it, it it's almost like assuming that all other women are like you and that women have no um power or agency to respond differently in that scenario yeah i think they're also manipulators right they're not just cowards i think they they are they'll use the situation to their advantage as much as they can rather than just standing on principle. Like that's not standing on principle is not a thing they do. So right. um, and when I say cowards, I mean, because they're putting their career and their fame and all that stuff ahead of. Yeah. And they're staying their in their own, own body. UK, yeah. yeah. They're, they're hoping that by staying in the room, it will advance their career somehow. And they're willing to make that uh, trade off and, uh, and not leave the room. So, yeah. And then later, when it's possible to make a career out of denouncing and telling those stories, then they will. Exactly. Exactly. So, what do you know? There's uh, opportunists in Hollywood. Who would have thought? Uh, but that's, that's how it goes. Biden, so Biden, though, at this thing, not only did he uh, piss off the LGBTQ people for saying that this person was, I can't, lovely person's one I really don't understand, but apparently lovely person is bad. So he called, called her a lovely person, her, I guess it was her, whatever, the moderator, a lovely person. And then a little, a real sweetheart in the back. And then uh, he also though said something that I, I guess they're very excited and happy about. Uh, he says, in prison, the determination should be that your sexual identity is defined by what you say it is not what in fact the prison says it is. So he made the argument that prisoners should be able to declare their gender and get moved to an appropriate prison. So uh, I can think of every rapist who is having a hard time in general population at a, at a male prison is going to start suddenly being a female and yeah. end up in a female prison. This is where Democrats, so now that Democrats have, like Biden, have embraced SJW ideology and they're speaking it, 
um, and they're beholden to it. Now they're in conflict with, they, they can't say that they, they try to claim all these marginalized groups, like you need us, right? Like black people, you need us. Women, you need us. Gay people, you need us. They can't really say that about women anymore. Women, they don't care about you anymore. <laughs> like they do not care. They're willing to let men go into female prisons when we know when we know that there have been rapists who have gone into the female prison and then raped women. Um, and then, and then in California, you guys need to get your crap together. They just passed a bill in California where the taxpayers have to pay for prisoners to get sex changes if they want one. Yep. Your tax dollars are going to some prisoner, some felons sex change operation. Are you kidding me? Well, I hate to say it, but for California, that's par for the course. I mean, our tax dollars go to a lot of crap, so that's not, that's just piling one more thing on. But yes, I agree. It's, it's horrible. Um, you're also paying now. You're also paying, you're also paying now. I saw on the news the same day I saw that one of our viewers actually shared that and then shared, um, California is now paying for the healthcare for non-citizens. Yes, we are. We're taxing everyone else to pay for healthcare of illegal immigrants. Yeah. Um, so not just non-citizens, non-citizens are like, and actually it's not non-citizens. Uh, my wife's not a citizen. She has a green card, but they're not going to pay healthcare uh, for her. Right. Uh, only if she were here illegally, would they pay for her Specifically if she were here illegally, they would pay for her healthcare. Yes. What is wrong with you guys? <laughs> yes. Maybe I should tell her to leave the country and come back illegally and, uh, <laughs> we can have healthcare subsidized. And think um, about the things that you're incentivizing. It's like, come here illegally and you get rewarded. Uh, murder someone and end up in prison and decide that you want a sex change and you get rewarded. Well, think about this, though. Think about a rapist as a wolf and women as sheep. And you tell, hey, wolf, your punishment is that you go to jail and we're going to transfer you to a sheep pen. <laughs> if all you have to do is say you're a lady. That's <laughs> it. Unbelievable. Right. Talk about wolf in sheep's clothing. That's well, then, yeah, totally. And I'm not going to pay for your sheep's clothing either. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't, but you don't need a, I mean, you can get your, your gender reassignment surgery paid for, but you don't need to do that. If you just want to be a woman with a penis, you can. Yeah. That's what Biden's it. saying, right? Biden's saying yeah. nothing has to change. You can look exactly the same. You don't have to go through sex change operation that he's saying that your sex is just a figment of your own mind. It is something that you get to determine by saying you're a woman. Well, that's BS. And I wish that the left would quit pandering to this nonsense. It's not based in science. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. And, and it does a disservice to women. Yeah. So there you go. The other thing that's going on. So Biden, I don't know. Biden is like a, he, Carrie, Biden's a boomer politician who is just trying to, I don't think he actually believes social justice stuff. I think he's just knows he's been like coached what to say. Yeah, These are the things he has totally. To say, right. Um, but they but, haven't coached him on what things not to say. <laughs> right. And, and I think he's a little bit, he's got a little bit of dimension. So it's not clear he's going to ever remember. He's probably been calling people that he thinks are nice sweethearts for, you know, 60 years or whatever. I don't know how old he is, but uh, it's going to be, that's going to be a hard habit to undo. So the other thing with Biden, though, with the main reason he's in the news lately is um, this Trump thing. Do you know about this Trump thing? I don't know a lot about it, but uh, I, I am sitting back and watching the mainstream media be shocked and appalled that they don't have credibility enough to call, about, to call out conspiracy theories now. They're like, or to call out collusion. 
Uh, they spent, what, two and a half, three years yelling, collusion, collusion, Russia, collusion, collusion. And now, now they're like, Ukraine, collusion. And everyone's like, shut up. No one, <laughs> no one cares. No one's listening to the mainstream media. But have you paid attention to any of the Biden Ukraine stuff? I have not. You'll have to fill me in because I don't but, care because it's so dumb. It's like the boy cried wolf. But go, but it, go ahead. It is dumb, but I actually think that um, there's a grain of something that I think is interesting here, but it is, I totally agree it's dumb. Uh, and I'm not the expert on this, but from a high level, I'll, I'll give you a quick, a quick high level. Apparently, um, so Biden has uh, a son named Hunter. And Hunter Biden has, it seems like he's kind of been following his dad's political career around by uh, being in business in countries where Biden is doing uh, political work. So uh, there's some questions, I guess, about China also. But the one in the main one that's in question is uh, Hunter was a board member of a Ukrainian gas company at a time when Biden uh, forced the, well, forced, he withheld funds from the Ukraine unless they fired a prosecutor uh, there who theoretically could have some, it's at least a conflict of interest because that prosecutor could have some uh, effect on Biden's, Hunter Biden's company's health. And and I don't think Biden, uh, I'm not sure that actually we could say that Biden did anything particularly wrong because I think a lot of people wanted this prosecutor fired and he was a representative of the US government. And I think any rep would have said, you're supposed to fire this guy. Um, so I don't, I don't know that I would go so far as to say he was doing that, but there's, there's some weird dirtiness there um, with his son. And I'll, I'll play a clip in a minute. Um, Rudy Giuliani kind of explains some, some stuff that's going on. But what happened was Trump had, so there's a new president of the Ukraine who was elected because he was, um, anti-corruption was one of his main uh, platform points. And just so if you don't know, corruption's a huge problem in the Ukraine. So anti-corruption, good platform to run on. So the guy ran on, on anti-corruption. He won. Trump called him to congratulate him as heads of states do. And some some person in the White House leaked uh, information saying Trump asked them to investigate Biden and the, the corruption related to the Bidens. And this is a person who apparently didn't hear the phone call, but heard it secondhand, blah, 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 and is claiming and that this is, this is what Trump is doing. The mainstream media is going crazy because they're saying he's using his position as president to attack political enemies. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They're saying that, and this is the same party that under Obama, a sitting president, his Justice Department wiretapped a presidential candidate on the other side. Not only that, I don't know if you remember about the IRS scandal, Carrie, under Obama. Do you remember? I don't. That? The IRS was caught intentionally targeting conservative <laughs> groups to uh, audit them and go after them and harass them under Obama. And interestingly enough, never really fully investigated. No one ever got in trouble, including Obama and including the head of the IRS at the time. So conveniently, that just went away. But they were caught. It's known that this is what they were doing. So, but Carrie, I don't think any of that well, can be true. Because I didn't, I didn't I remember that, but I didn't remember that. But it's specifically the part about what they're claiming they're upset about is exactly what they did. 
Right. Like, they're talking about like that you're investigating a political opponent, but that's what they did. They, they made up some fake dossier and then they used it as a basis to, um, to listen in on phone conversations with people in the Trump campaign and people just yes. pretend like that didn't even happen. Right. And knowing that it was, uh, so it was a dossier paid for by opposition money filtered into the FBI through, uh, through friends in the justice department, which is a, a weird route, the FBI and leaked to the press, the FBI on their FISA warrant, just to remind people, the FBI and their FISA warrants, um, used, uh, to justify this, uh, document, they said, well, the press is reporting the same thing, so that's corroborating evidence, but uh, of course they're reporting the same thing because it came from the same source because the source leaked it to both the press and shoved it through the DOJ into the FBI. So uh, They used yeah. the document itself as corroborating evidence for the document. Do people know how crazy that is? Right, I'm and glad they failed to disclose that it was paid for by Fusion GPS, which is hired by Hillary's lawyers as part of uh, opposition research against Trump. So yes, all that stuff. I'm but, glad that you're. I'm glad that you're refreshing people's memory on that. I just want to say because, especially on the left, which is where I've sat for so long, people don't hear that. They don't know that. It's like it doesn't even exist. They they've never heard it. Right, and none of this. I don't think any of this. Is, nothing I'm saying is not. Uh, nothing is like a right wing conspiracy. I'm just saying facts. This is what factually happened. Yeah. Uh, Fusion GPS was hired by Perkins Coie, which was uh, Hillary Clinton's lawyer to do opposition research. Uh, Fusion GPS wrote the report uh, from a guy who had been uh, fired from uh, working for the FBI uh, as an as an I guess as a contractor. He had he was no longer there. They they tr didn't trust him for some other reason. I guess he had been in trouble for leaking stuff before. Um, so they hired this guy who also had it in for Trump. Uh, overtly hated Trump. Wrote a dossier, leaked it to the media, um, shoved it through the DOJ through friends of friends to get to the FBI, which is not how the FBI is supposed to get this information in the first place, and then used as a justification for wiretap. And just to be clear, when you wiretap someone, you can do, uh, I think it's two or three, I think it's maybe three hop rule. So if I have a warrant to wiretap you, Carrie, well, I can listen to Carter, because you talk to Carter, and I can listen to anyone Carter talks to, because uh, you talk to me, like there's a three hop, I think it's three hop rule. So all they have to do is That's get crazy. relatively close to Trump and they can listen to everything Trump does because anyone, like lots of people are three hops away from Trump. So that's, that's what they did. But that, that went away. We don't, we don't talk about that. Anyway, yeah, so the, now- the media, is, the media is certainly, the cathedral, the legacy media certainly doesn't talk about that. Okay. No, so now what we're doing is we're saying, oh my God, Trump is asking the president of the Ukraine to use uh, to, to do investigation on his political enemy. Now, this is, it, so interestingly enough, Trump actually had a um, kind of impromptu press conference yesterday in which he said, oh yeah, it was a congratulatory phone call. I talked to him. I talked to him about cleaning up the corruption. And he, the words he used were kind of weird. He was like, I think he said something like, you know, corruption, like, like the Bidens. It's not clear if he said Biden to the president, but he was saying, you know, the corruption that's going on, like the Bidens blah, blah, blah. But he also made a point, which I think is credible. He was like, look, when heads of state talk to each other, we know people are recording and listening. I'm not dumb enough to say something that was illegal. Like I didn't, <laughs> I know not to say anything. People are recording and listening. And yeah, I didn't say anything, but I did congratulate on the corruption. And it is a problem that like, there are things that need to be investigated about Biden. Okay, that's fine whether he cr 
cross the line? I don't know. But frankly, uh, I don't think the American people care now because so much of what's happened on the left has just been blatantly ignored by the cathedral. It's pretty hard to get worked up by, even if he does, even if Trump does misstep, it's hard to get that worked up by it because it's, um, it's a double standard that they're applying. So let's, Rudy Giuliani actually has, uh, he, he revealed something, he made some interesting claims yesterday. Um, so let me just play, let me play this clip, Kerry, because I, I think it's, he'll, he'll explain why it's interesting to be investigating the Ukraine and Biden's generally. I knew it would be very, very hard to get this out. And what I'm talking about this, it's Ukrainian collusion, which was large, significant, and proven with Hillary Clinton, with the Democratic National Committee, a woman named Shalupa, with the ambassador, with an FBI agent who's now been hired by George Soros, who was funding a lot of it. When Biden got the prosecutor fired, the new prosecutor who Biden approved, mm -hmm. you don't get to approve a prosecutor in a foreign country unless something fishy is going on. The new prosecutor dropped the case, not just on Biden's kid and the crooked company that Biden's kid worked for, Burisma. That was done as a matter of record in October of 2016, after the guy got tanked. He also dropped the case on George Soros's company called Antac. Antac is the company where there's documentary evidence that they were producing false information about Trump, about Biden. Fusion GPS was there. Go back and listen to Nellie Orr's testimony. Nellie Orr says that there was a lot of contact between Democrats and the Ukraine. Well, I have all the contacts. And John, when the rest of this comes out and we look at China and the 1.5 billion that the, that the Biden family took out of China while that guy was negotiating for us, this will be a lot bigger than Spiro Agnew. So, they have fallen into a trap. So you went over there to investigate so a lot there. I'm willing to take what, what Rudy, Rudy Giuliani says with a grain of salt, just like I would take anything the Democrats say about Trump and Russia collusion with a grain of salt. Absolutely. He's got a political agenda. And I, I'm willing to say, eh, maybe he's stretching the truth. Maybe he's, you know, spinning a narrative. But if we're going to pretend that we have objective media, that deserves just as much, if not more, investigation than the Trump-Russia collusion crap that we've been hearing for two and a half years. So let's investigate it then. Let's investigate Biden and his family. They, they won't. Of course, of course they won't. <laughs> of course they won't. So I don't know. That's all that's going on. I think Biden, I don't know. What do you think? I think Biden's probably done anyway. I don't think he's going to win the nomination. What, do you think he will? No, I, I don't think so. That's what. That's why when... They're accusing him of what trying to invest, spy on a political opponent. I'm like, Biden's not really an opponent. <laughs> I don't really see. Like, I don't really. <laughs> right. That wouldn't be the one I would wiretap. You wish, okay. <laughs> Joe. You wish. <laughs> you know, I I will say I'm bad at predicting though because I thought Kamala Harris would do better, and I, I the reason I didn't figure Elizabeth Warren would be doing well is I just find her. I thought people, I find her this way, and I thought other people would find her just to be a kind of bitter, toxic woman that no one wants to talk to. And Kamala Harris seems, like, she, I think she's also evil, but she seems to have a more pleasant face or present a more pleasant face. Uh, her, her, you know, her 
way of being. But I, I, uh, I don't think that's true. And no. absolutely I was wrong about Harris. I don't think she's going anywhere. And the Warren seems to really be picking up steam here. Maybe I'm forgetting that the left is actually fueled by hatred, resentment, and envy. And well, so- no, because if they were fueled by that, Harris would be fine, doing fine too. It doesn't. It, I don't think it has to do with that. It's like, so Mikey, and then I agreed with him. Mikey predicted early that it would be Warren, and I was like, oh, I actually, kind of, yeah, and I yeah. agree. And then I, then I, you started to sway me over to Harris, especially after the debate when she um, scored all those points by. Well, she to went after Biden. Biden pretty aggressively yeah, about yeah. race. But um, I think she is a resentful, hateful person. So I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think. Yeah, she is. She is. I guess I'm just maybe I'm re- I'm responding to California sentiment. There's a lot of Californians who really liked Harris, um, and uh, so that was the, it. Was kind of the sentiment I was seeing here. But I think she's fallen out of grace, and she didn't do well in the next debate. She. Um, She's being called on a lot of, I think maybe that one of the, her problems is she was a prosecutor and she was corrupt and people, uh, well, she was allegedly, I don't know, she allegedly corrupt. People don't want to uh, associate with her. And there's this whole anti-police thing now and she was pretty pro-cop at the time. So she's got a history that doesn't sit well with the social justice warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Harris, or sorry, um, Warren doesn't, but I, yeah, I stand corrected on that. I was wrong. I, I thought it would be, well, I thought it would be Kamala, but I mean, we look, it's a long race. Anything can happen. I, so I, um, I don't think it matters much making predictions. I, I, my one prediction is that none of them are going to be able to beat him unless Google's done enough to rig it this time, which they may have. Yeah. I don't think any of them could legitimately beat him. Um, and I think the Democrats are going to do this thing they do where, so they've moved farther to the left, obviously. Um, you know, you, Mikey, other walk away people, right? They've, they've moved farther to the left. And, and, and they've alienated us, lifetime yeah. Democratic voters. So the people who are going to vote in the Democratic primary are going to be more radicalized, but I don't think that's going to sit with, well with the rest of the country. So maybe they will vote for the most obnoxious candidate. Um, because to them, that's the most righteous person. And, uh, but I don't think that'll play well with the country at large. But, you know, hey, when you got Google and Twitter on your side, anything's possible. And the whole, all of the cathedral, the entire news media. Yeah. But I'm starting to see, yesterday I was in San Francisco and I was starting to see, I'm starting to see Warren bumper stickers. So uh, even San Francisco is swaying. So. Towards, Interesting. Towards yeah, I just, I don't, I, she could totally win the nomination. I just don't see, they're, they're delusional if they think she could be him in a fair fight. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, this is, this has been Carrie and Carter signing out. I'm kidding. <laughs> this has been <laughs> another exciting episode of, <laughs> this concludes today's Daily Cafefe. Yes, thank you all for watching. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. You can go to subscribe star. Hit the, I don't know, probably a subscribe button. I don't remember what, what the word on it is. And you can go to unsafespace.com to buy merch. Carrie, every time you buy a Make Democrats Liberal Again t-shirt, Carrie loses one week of age. And soon she'll be 16 again if you keep buying shirts. Every time. And every time. You buy an angel, get its wings. Uh, yeah, I was, I, yeah. I, I was trying to come up with something that wasn't you getting wings, but sure. 
my uh my dogs get t-r-e-a-t-s <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> we're actually haven't we haven't done anything with thank you for everyone who's been donating we haven't done anything with the money yet we're hoping to use it to incorporate right carter when we yeah finally- we're gonna incorporate which will be cheap um but uh and then we're gonna use it for we don't quite have enough to do monthly expenses. So the first things we're doing is just like paying for the continued existence because we can't do things. We have to do things sometimes a little bit more expensively. Like we can't, we we're hosting our own server because we don't want to go through Squarespace because we'll likely get kicked off, blah, blah, blah. So we have to do things a little bit more clunky than we would normally. But um, yeah, look, just appreciate and love the support. So thanks everyone. And we will see you all tomorrow for more Coffee. Bye Carter. <laughs>